Welcome to the Stone Conversation Podcast, covering everything to do with buying, selling and investing in real estate. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just wanting to start out, Stone Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey. Good morning all and welcome to the first of an episode of the Stone Conversations, everything to do with buying and selling property. And today we are lucky to have Anthony Bell, who is the CEO of Bell Partners, who are the award-winning total solutions for accounting, advisory and wealth. Good morning, Anthony. Morning, Pete. How are you? Very well. It's certainly been an interesting couple of weeks for us all to adjust to, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. And, you know, sort of they keep using the words unprecedented and that's probably because it's true. Uh, the word unprecedented. Haven't seen it before. Haven't seen such a shutdown or, or an economical uh, crisis come on so far. Um, and quite frankly, if we... Um, the older of us who went through global financial crisis and, and saw that through well, this is a whole new ball game. Uh, the challenges uh, are, are here at a higher rate, but so too are the opportunities. So part of the heading of today's topic is how to five things to bulletproof yourself, especially very relevant today. So Anthony, opening with that, since that's our keynote for today, some tips that you could give us to our listeners out there. Okay, mate. So number one, you've got to know where you are, Pete. You have to know exactly where you are. So the first thing that I'm saying to individuals that are caught inside of this is to actually get a pen and paper the old-fashioned way and write down what your essential costs are per month to run yourself, to run the family, uh, to actually get from day one of the month to day 30 of the month, you know, sort of with your lifestyle intact. And what I mean by lifestyle intact, I'm talking about just the essentials. I'm talking about what the cost of rent is, what the cost of groceries is, what the cost of utilities are, and the only other one that I've got as an essential is your health and well-being, of course, medical. You I mean, so the costs around that being insurances, being in this, you know, like I said, there's any issues there to keep your wellness up, you know, into the high priority. So the first thing is just to know where you are and what it costs. The second thing to do is actually have an assessment of actually where your savings are at. And do I do it on the basis that there's no more money coming in even if you're still gainfully employed and you're working, I just look at a cut point right today and say, what savings do you actually have that actually can be used to fund those monthly costs? Okay? So, you know, go straight to it. I'm not talking about credit cards or taking on more debt. I'm talking about your actual access to cash. Uh, cash is becoming you now the most important. So it's cash out and cash in. We're back into those sorts of states. So number three, Pete, then, when you've got that, is to actually then quite simply... Divide it out. Divide item two, your total savings and your total access to cash by your monthlies. And that'll give you a number that'll tell you how many months in advance you actually have to deal with this. It'll also tell you what your excess is as well. It'll, and, and we'll get on to that a bit later on for using money in the war chest to seek opportunities when they come up. But effectively, a good number, if you listen to the Prime Minister's um, journals and what he's telling everyone to get ready for, is up to six months of having to batten down the hatches, six months of survival money. So in short, if we've got savings for argument's sake, let's just do this quite simply, if we've got savings of $10,000 and it costs only $1,000 a month to run the family, then you've effectively got 10 months in front of you. But remember, we only need six. So then you're looking at the excess on top of that, the 4,000 or the 40%, which is what you might want to use to invest. Uh, to take some opportunities at what is the lowest market that Australia's had in many, many years. That's a good point on the investment side, and just we should come back to it all maybe before we lose everything. Um, if you can think of it, Anthony, I know some of our property investors out there that 
and there is some investors out there with cash or sitting on the side and they may want to jump in at some point and look for opportunities. So can we make sure we cover that a little bit down after we go through these uh, sort of five points? Yeah, we certainly yeah, we certainly can. I mean, the most important part, as I said, is just knowing exactly where you're at and having calmness um, around that to be able to say, great, I'm actually well ahead of where I need to be. Or it could be that you're actually behind where you need to be, which is six months of cover. And that might mean that you need to then find the opportunity to go to the banks. Now, make sure the banks are actually topping up, you know what I mean? Sort of, and it might take some lending to do that to actually get to that place of calmness and to that opportunity. Remember, we haven't been able to borrow money at these cheaper rates ever in Australia. And when I say ever, I mean since interest rates were invented. <laughs> so um, right now, with the you know sort of lending from banks, you know what I mean, sort of at two and a half percent and getting lower, um, that is an incredible opportunity. And Australians have had the opportunity to do that. And let me just take this as an example. Right now, you can buy BHP had a spike last week. You know I mean, it got up to around thirty bucks from what was a $25 buy. So there was a make in one week on BHP of 20% by putting money into it. Now I'm not saying everyone should run out and buy BHP today and that's not the purpose of this, but I wanna give the working example that there was a make to be had simply by capital investment. And even the investor who bought BHP shares is still getting plus 8% on total fully frank dividends coming out of a stock like that. And it's a great amount of money to receive back in remuneration in return, particularly if your borrowing costs are as low as two and a half. There's an arbitrage there straight away of around six, you know, uh, five and a half to six percent. There's a great amount of money to actually be making on that. And it comes with a tax credit as well. So they're the opportunities that we're looking for is to creating other sources of income out of this because buying opportunities are really like sort of at low sets. Now, again, you have to go out there and get specific financial advice and, and not rely, obviously, on this example that we're giving. But it does tell us that if we can get past the point of keeping ourselves going and keeping ourselves motivated, that the opportunities will still come. And yeah. I think one of the ones to talk about now too, Pete, is property. Um, yeah, and it would be a good you. time to actually say that. For most yeah. of our listeners, I guess, would tune in. They probably have a mixture of shares and property. But I'm assuming most of yeah. our listeners that listen... I want you to know what they do. They might have one investment property. They might have 20. Um, some tips for them of getting through this. And, of course, there may be some rent pressure from some of the tenants wanting that may have lost a job. It's a few things to sort of juggle yep. there. How do you see that? What's your take? Yep. So definitely. So I see property as one of the most solid forms of investment in Australia. Uh, we like it. It's been good to us for 60 or 70 years now. Australian property has at least doubled itself every 10 years on the running average for the last 70 years. So its history shows us that an investment in property is a good investment. Now looking forward, I also look at Australian property as saying it's probably one of the most undervalued property markets in the entire world. And the buying power with the Aussie dollar being so low to the US, Euro, Great Britain pound, means that outsiders would also be looking at Australian property and seeing it as an incredibly very high valued investment. Now, that's great for our rental property people who can get it, put a tenant in, receive rents of 45 to 5% net. Again, lending costs uh, on that investment property are going to be around 2 to 2.5% going forward. Uh, so the first time in, in ages, quality Australian property will be positively geared. I mean, if you've got enough equity, you'll be able to get the loan 
it'll pay itself off. And then you've got the capital growth at 10% rating on top of the five. That's a 15% annual return on investment per annum. It's got to be liked right now. Plus, Pete, the other side is people investing in their own houses. And I say invest because I think the investment in your own house in Australia is an investment. After all, it's one of the last of the actual tax-free investments that any Australian can make, meaning that whatever you make in capital gains on your property, if it's your primary place of residence, is tax-free and exempt. And those same gains, as I mentioned before, at about you know sort of eight to ten percent per annum on compounding uh, on a long-term basis of Australian holdings, means that Australians who buy property to live in are buying two things: they're buying a secure place um, where like I said, is very low value around the world, and they're buying something that will have a positive investment return. After the kids have lived in it, swum in the pool, barbecues have been had, the most amount of money that a lot of Australians actually make is actually in the property while they're sleeping in it every night. They're making more than that than they're often making their jobs after tax, and that needs to be taken into account. Do you um, see, obviously, there's some challenges for some of our landlords, and I know we probably have a few concerned landlords thinking, how do I get through if I lose my job and I'm trying to pay the mortgage? And I know it's a challenging thing and there's probably not one set answer for that. Is there any sort of little advice there or words of wisdom from an accounting background that you could give some of these new investors maybe that aren't used to? It is. Yeah, and the the answer uh, on that one, Pete, uh, starts with a capital S. It's the stimulus packaging that our government is very clear on uh, that needs addressing on the exact challenge that you raised is that what's going to happen when people own a property in these challenging times and their tenants just can't pay the rent? Well, there's two things. One is we've still got to have faith that tenants defaulting has been going on forever. So it's not going to be something new. Will it be a higher cause? I hope not because the government's onto this. The government's actually in stimulus three. We're all waiting and expecting for some great news for landlords. Yeah, where the government will actually keep people in their places, will help them pay the rent so they don't have to default on landlords and then they don't have to have a thing where landlords are selling their properties or have amassed too many. Uh, and the economy will keep going. Um, the second side of it also too passes on to commercial properties as well, where commercial landlords um, hopefully won't have their business clients who a lot of them aren't even trading right now. A lot of businesses are actually mobilised and, and trading out of home. Um, where they've got no use for their commercial tenancy, that the landlords um, will also too have a stimulus package that actually helps keep the tenant, which is a small business, in this hibernation period, still bubbling along. And that's what I'm, my advice uh, to anyone listening is to actually make sure they get advice from qualified parties to actually make uh, see for sure and for certain that all Australian individuals are accessing their stimulus rights under legislation. Remember, we've all paid tax for years and the stimulus rights are going to be funded by the government. So in a way, it's almost like a protectionary device to actually keep and assess that the financial well-being and the wealth uh, of Australians actually continues. The one thing I've noticed, obviously, I mean, I have shares too, but I think obviously I'm in property. So all my holdings in the past have always mostly been probably 90% property. No wonder I'm in real estate. But... Yeah. You do feel a little more protected, a little bit. So when you watch the uh, share market's been going up and down pretty uh, violently or mostly down, and, and you're not necessarily looking at your property price every day, and it is something that gives you some level of comfort in, in the calm in what's happening at the moment. Look, you're right. Um, and so the, the two most regular forms of AAA investment in Australia, Pete, are the Australian 
stock market and the Australian property market. Now, the truth you don't is um, with the stock market and shares, you can pick up a fin review any day or go online and find out what your shares are worth. And that creates uh, somewhat of a happy place when things are going up, uh, but also creates an anxious place on investments, you know, like we've seen uh, in the last three or four weeks where, you know, stocks are going down, then they're bouncing back up, then they're going down. Um, and that puts further stress on the investment on the long term. Um, whereas with your property, you don't have to pick up a financial review every day and find out that your property's worth. You base it on what I spoke about before, which is the history of Australian property, the good buying, the continual passion that Australians have for buying and owning and living in their family home. Uh, and those tendencies and those trends aren't going anywhere. They're going to continue, not just for this year, for the next 10 years, for the next 20 years, for the next 50 years. So that's the place where uh, property is being most loved by Australians. Now, you don't always get them right. Um, buying property, there's, there's a solid list of people who've overpaid for assets and when they've come to selling them, they've taken an under-returned result. So again, really good time to have a good advisor, a good trusted advisor to make sure that you're not in that latter category, you're in the first category that just really enjoys getting into Australian property. And remember the trick in Australian property is hold it for the long term. You take a long term on property, time will cure everything up and down in the market. Anthony, your time has been amazing. Thank you. I know you've been very busy because I know you've been under the phone with all different government departments finding out what's happening um, around the country. No problem at all. Uh, no problem at all, Pete. Uh, enjoyed speaking with you If today. anyone wants to reach out to you or get through to your business, if anyone uh, does need some accounting support, what's the best contact? Is it through Bell Partners in Sydney? <laughs> hey, man, I'll just give you my email address. It's abell at bellpartners.com. I'm on the uh, I'm on the end of the emails every day, 24 hours a day is uh, what, what it's going to take to get through this. So it's abell um, at bellpartners.com with no anger. Well, thank you very much, Anthony, and it's been great chatting to you today. Thank you. Thanks, Pete. Great. Thanks for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Conversation podcast. Make sure you visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information on buying, selling and investing in real estate. Bye for now. Oh, good.